0: been a dummy shopper before. Raise your hand, but only if you've done it. You did? Where, in L.A.? No, Milwaukee. Milwaukee? What'd you buy? Snowshoes? No, like an iPad mini. Two iPad mini. Good. So,
1: for everybody else, listen up. In the next hour, you will make 200 cash.
0: But you will have to do something in it. You won't be in danger, you won't endanger another person, but you will be breaking the law. So if you're not cool with that, I get it. And you can go at any time. Can I keep going? Good. Grab a card, please. In a few minutes, you will go to the store and buy some merchandise. Any of these flat screens is okay. Welcome to the uh, August 12th, 2022 edition of Silver Screen Previews, the show that previews each week's newest releases all across uh, the big screen. So uh, we welcome you once again, joining us live on Instagram Live. I'm your host, Rob Martin. And on the other side of the aisle, we welcome back returning co-host, Jenny Bravada. Welcome back, Jenny. Hi. Thank you. So it's great to have you back. Uh, Let us know your your Instagram, your your Twitter, everything that we need to know in order to find out more about Jenny Bravada.
1: (laughs) Okay. um, On Instagram, it's just Jenny Bravada. And um, you can search me on Google uh, and find my IMDb page, Jenny Bravada also, or Jenny Michelle
0: Bravada. Excellent. Fantastic. All right, Jenny. Hey, uh, saying hello to uh, Mark Todd Osborne, saying hello there. What's going on? Thanks for joining us on the show. We're doing this every single Friday of this show. Uh, It's called Silver Screen Previews. We've been here for about, uh, what, two and a half years now? So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. Uh, We appreciate you guys' feedbacks into the uh, live chat because we're talking about four new films coming out this week on Silver Screen Previews. So that was uh, Emily the Criminal, the brand-new film by Aubrey Plaza, It's rated R, it's a crime thriller, and it gives you pretty much everything that you would suspect in that one clip of how the setup is in this movie, Emily the Criminal. It's uh, directed by John Patton Ford, and it's in theaters today on a limited release basis, so you can check that out. It stars Aubrey Plaza, as we mentioned before, you've seen her from Parks and Recreation, uh, Theo Rossi, and Gina Gershon is also on this. Saddled with debt, Emily gets involved in a credit card scam that pulls her into the criminal underworld of Los Angeles. All right, so Jenny, you've seen it, I've seen it. Let's talk about it. Emily the criminal, what was your analysis on this film?
1: Okay, so I thought this was an interesting take in that um, they they weren't focusing on the, the moral perspective of should she be doing this or not. It was more of a how good she could get at it and um how she learned and evolved as a criminal that's right um so it, it starts off um from the beginning pretty quick you kind of know she's in debt um she has she's trying to get a little job like a you know some little meal job um they ask her about her background And she has a a little criminal something that they don't go too much into, Mm -hmm. which some critics wish they had, and others (laughs) think it was the perfect. I kind of think it was the perfect amount um, for just letting you know that she had um, was kind of like I think you know act of violence that makes you think, okay, this girl might be a little unhinged to begin with. she's getting interviewed, she gets um, angry about the question or upset, nervous, whatever, she bolts out of there and doesn't really want to plead for forgiveness or get any kind of um, show any repentance or anything like that. She just wants to not deal with it. And then she's given a proposition to make $200 and um, I guess leading up to that also is the fact that she's living in a small apartment with some roommates. Her friends uh, are doing really successful things, and it's kind of uh, hard for her. When she sees them, she kind of shuts down, gets turned off, doesn't want to be talking to people that much. And um, so she's given this opportunity. Uh, She takes it for $200. She's given a credit card where they stole the numbers, new card, which I didn't really even think of that before. <laughs> this... <laughs> like, oh, that's how they do it.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <Maybe. laughs> so um, it's educational. <laughs> <laughs> and so she buys a TV. It works out. And, you know, they tell her it's illegal, but it's not too dangerous so nice. she does it and um then after that they offer her something to get two thousand dollars and it just keeps building from there oh. and uh so let's see i have some notes here to keep myself remembering <laughs> <laughs> uh, so plazas uh the way that she acted this role was phenomenal in, in that she went from this shut down person who was you know Dejected and just struggling in life, right? Uh, which uh, is a common thing with student debt <laughs> right now. A lot of people are in that it's situation. A problem.
0: Yeah, it's a major problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, to switch to being this like stone cold focused, like hard. I'm say well, shit's criminal. So <laughs> criminal, <laughs> um, who almost seems to feed off of the the stress and the fear and and get like a sense of power from it Mm. um some people said that it was too um extreme the way that she went from you know being a student loan call you know having this debt uh to being this suit like super criminal right um that it was unrealistic but personally i don't think it's that unrealistic i mean especially today i feel like these kind of things are are happening (laughs) so i mean but uh, it didn't seem too unrealistic for me to to believe the story as it, as it went along. It's kind of sad, but also uh, <laughs> true.
0: Right. But, okay, so, so basically when we're coming about this story, uh, Jenny, was it something that you left the theater happy about, sad about, where you felt that this went too long or too short?
1: Um, I felt like it was the right amount of time. I felt like... Um, it I, you know i'm always sad when a character makes a bad choice Yes, <laughs> and of course. so I, it's kind of like um i don't know all the oceans movies where they're like robbing stuff and i just i kind of feel like i want to enjoy it and be cheering for them but also they're like stealing stuff so you know it's like a part of me is like mm, you know i'm not too happy for them <laughs> <laughs> um but watching the acting in it uh, was phenomenal. It was wonderful to see how how she transformed, especially from, you know, people talk about the eye roll and uh, her being in Parks and Recreation and being this kind of, like, sarcastic, funny to this, like, really intense person. Yes. Um, yeah, so overall, um, even though I don't like the, you know, the moral maybe of the story, I would say I'd give it a thumbs up.
0: All right, so <laughs> thumbs up from Jenny Bravada on uh, the brand-new film out today, Emily, The Criminal, starring Aubrey Plaza. You know, I've seen similarities to this film with uh, the Sandra Bullock film from last year called The Unforgivable, where uh, Sandra Bullock is in this grimy situation. She just got out of jail. She's uh, trying to get her life back in order, so to speak. And so now you have this situation where Aubrey Plaza is kind of like in a different situation, but still... In that kind of mode of survival, I need to get this student debt off me. So I need to start making money any which way I can. Uh, just there's a lot of grittiness here that Aubrey Plaza, I guess uh, you know, gives away and shows in the character of Emily in this film. It's incredible to really see the, the relatable factors here with everybody else going through the different the same thing as far as college debt goes. So it's not something that people cannot be relatable to. It is relatable. A lot of people are in that situation. Uh, I think Tonewise wise, really, uh, uh, she does a tre- fantastic job here. Aubrey Plaza really sells herself uh, into the character. Uh, just completely dissolves. It really helps that she's the strong here lead. Uh, along with the, the co-stars, which really add to it. Because also what you have here is the specter of having a lot of backstabbing friends. Because they set her up to be in this kind of uh, this kind of job, this criminal job. And then she's looking around for help and, and, and nobody's helping her out. Everybody's like, you know, just like, oh, we just got rid of her, you know. I gave her the tip and then that's it, I'm out. You know, I'm not going to, you know, be friends with her and stuff like that. So I saw that as very important to the film and just kept driving a lot of the action keeps taking off in the second act and into the third. Uh, yeah, above all, I think that the the film lags a little bit in some spots, but still, it, you know, Aubrey Plaza does shine through. So in the end, uh, it does deserve a passing grade. So I give this film Emily the Criminal a thumbs up. All right, so we have two thumbs up for Emily the Criminal, and uh, let's move on to our second film tonight on Silver Screen Previews. Which is the the return of uh, Jamie Fox in Day Shift, which is R rated. It's on Netflix today. It's an action comedy sci-fi directed by J.J. Perry, stars Fox, Megan Good, Dave Franco, and Snoop Dogg. A blue collar dad who works his mundane San Fernando Valley pool cleaning job is a front for his real source of income: hunting and killing vampires. Here's a clip from Day Shift right here on Silver Screen Previews. <laughs> release uh jenny i'm sure you were really excited about that part uh, <laughs> nothing like finishing the job day shift uh jamie fox back on the screen doing what he does best which is a lot of action stuff and his sense of humor which never goes away your take on day shift jenny bravado come to you first
1: okay well i usually don't like gruesome movies um, so immediately in my mind, I was like, I'm not going to like this. I'm going to hate it. I actually, um, it was gruesome. Yes. How <laughs> um, no, it wasn't, I mean, it was very gruesome. Do not eat while you're watching the movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know why movies show throw up. There a lot of throw up things happening, bodily fluids, uh, limbs ripping apart. Um, mm. But it was in a way, it was almost not quite at all scary movie, or those kind of, like, the, the joking, like, you know, the, the comedy ones that, like, are almost, like, making fun of it. It wasn't that mockery. It was, mm. in, in the moment, it seemed, you know, it was too much to be realistic, so I didn't get too grossed out by it. I did have some moments where I was like, I don't need to see this. I'm just gonna look away till they're done fighting. Um, <laughs> and you follow know, the plot. That <laughs> yeah, like, much during the fight scenes. If you look away, um, <laughs> but, there. So in the beginning, um, it starts off with where, um, the character. I forgot what his character name, is, but Jamie Lee Fox. I just go with that because Jamie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good old Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, he uh, he's. Going, he's cleaning a pool, seems like a pool guy, and then he leads into that scene where he's uh, fighting a vampire. And you um, <laughs> he realize he's is struggling for money. Um, he uh, takes the teeth out of the vampires and tries to sell them at pawn shops and things. <laughs> and <laughs> they're, I guess, like valuable in, oh, yeah. in this movie <laughs> uh, to someone. And um, <laughs> then. He, you see, his daughter, who um, he cares very much about, and um, unfortunately, his ex-wife, or they're separated, something like that. Yes. Uh, she says, "You know, we're we're leaving uh, L.A. Uh, if you know, we can't we can't afford to stay here. We need to get somewhere else, and you wow. are not able to provide for us." So, um, so he asked her to give him a few days, and his plan is going to try to kill a bunch of as many vampires as he can make the money to keep his family there, his daughter there. Um, and then you meet Snoop Dogg in some kind of like superhero vampire killer, which is just, I, I've been playing the whole time. Just Snoop Dogg as a superhero is so funny.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he had a hand in the script here in order to, to pull off that character uh because they gave him a lot of free leeway to do pretty much whatever he wanted there and that was interesting to say the, to say the least
1: it was i think that um was a high contributor to me enjoying the movie <laughs> <talking> this movie. <laughs> and um so then as he's kind of trying to uh you know team up with people and figure out who he can work with and he doesn't really want to particularly work with people but he kind of needs them to the killings that he needs to um, get extra money. Um, he there's just like uh, so many little comic moments as he's one particular person from uh, in office that he teams up with. He's I forgot what's called union representative.
0: Yes, <laughs> oh, killer. <laughs> Nothing and like that.
1: I, so funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great to have a team up. Uh, you know, when you when you're doing all this vampire killing stuff, you need somebody in there to. to Kind of be the the tag along buddy, uh, in that in this movie, which I think maybe worked to an, to his advantage because it kind of uh, highlighted the ability of uh, Jamie Foxx's humor, you know, compared to the the deadpan guy.
1: Yeah, it added to it, and I also I think for people that are kind of I think this movie is very much for like people who are into video games, like especially violent video games. I think they'll really appreciate it. Yeah, um, that is it's true. Very, all the action scenes um and there also kind of is like this i want to say like nerdy element to where they in the beginning kind of list all the elements or like rules of the vampires in this movie and how they function and what you can and can't do and what kinds there are
0: yeah um and they broke <laughs> like a lot of these rules they broke a lot of these rules there uh, jenny uh I don't know exactly what what the meaning was behind that, but I just started seeing things like, wait a minute, that, that's not supposed to happen in a vampire movie? And then they started doing that, no?
1: Yeah. Also, the first fight sequence that you showed in the clip, the, the girl or girl vampire that he was fighting, woman, whatever. Um, the old lady. I felt yeah. like... Yeah, old lady. I felt like <laughs> there was a little bit too much acrobatic, like... Um, things that weren't necessary they were just kind of showing off that she was flexible like a lot of the time and
0: well those are, is are those are Cirque du Soleil dancers that they got for especially for the movie and that really helped um, along for for these action sequences to make it look really convincing with the crunching and the body movement yes
1: that's so funny because the whole time I was thinking this is like a Cirque du Soleil show so uh, it was uh, <laughs> it was
0: <laughs> continue
1: <laughs> okay. Um, oh, so another thing was that this kind of how he's trying to help his daughter. I I kind of had a pursuit of happiness with Will Smith, um, a little bit moment of like where he's struggling to get money and to not not so much, but I I was thinking of that a little bit. Uh, okay. not, it's not, a, but just the desire for the dad to help his kid.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: right. Uh, overall, I would say it was it was worth watching. It was not as as stressful as I expected. Mm-hmm. It was not as... Um, there wasn't really... Aside from the, the graphic fight scenes, um, there wasn't really anything else that was too shocking. Um, I don't really like startling moments in movies because I get really startled. And I didn't really... I don't think there was anything too much that uh, overwhelmed me. Um, so overall, I would give it a thumbs up.
0: All right, so <laughs> thumbs up from Jenny Bravada on Day Shift with uh, Jamie Fox out today on Netflix. So you can catch that on your uh, local streaming services today. Uh, Look, for me, this is a lot of mindless fun. You really see what this movie's all about. It's just constant death and just things that don't make sense. I say just lose yourself into the movie and just forget about life and just enjoy, absorb, because nothing is ever what it seems in this this movie. I tell you that. Jamie Foxx, Snoop Dogg, the whole scenario makes sense. I like the first action sequence as well. I just think that you can't really take a movie like this very seriously. Just, 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 just lose yourself in it. And you'll be fine because the action sequences are that good. It's really incredible. Uh, I also thought that it kind of reminded me a lot of Blade in many respects. Also, uh, as uh, Kalavita was saying, uh, maybe Ash vs. the Evil Dead... Uh, kind of like those kind of, uh, you know, different things that were, you know, working in those kind of series and those movies as well. You have that here. You have a real estate uh, woman who's a vampire and leading some kind of cult. That also is very interesting. Uh, I like that angle. But there's a lot of good, funny of a dialogue here. Snoop Dogg does his thing as, uh, well, you'll see in the movie. Uh, but there's a lot of great stuff here to just, uh to enjoy. It's, it's a knock it's a sock-em, rock dead kind of movie. So that's what you're going to expect here. That's what you're going to get. Uh, in my case, I like these kind of movies myself, so I'm all in for it. So I give it a thumbs up for Day Shift with Jamie Foxx. Always good to see him in there. Very good. All right, so we agree also on that one. So two thumbs ups for Day Shift. Our third film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is My Favorite Girlfriend which uh, stars, uh, let's see, Bonnie Peace, Tyler, uh, Tyler Johnson, and uh, Ray Abruzzo. It's rated PG-13, romance comedy, directed by Amanda Raymond. It's in theaters two, no, it was on the 5th, and it's on Prime Video Voodoo and iTunes on the 9th. It just tells the story of Conrad and how he meets a girl that's just right, but she has multiple personalities. Here's a clip. You hungry? Yes,
1: but not for food. Yours? <laughs> I just love this bed. <laughs> A Packers fan? You from Miss
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, my band members give it to me in college. <gasps> oh, not again. Who are you? <laughs> uh, Good ass, are you okay? Molly?
1: <laughs> nope. I'm Silk. Silk? <laughs> not my broad, dummy. That's a name, bitch.
0: Wait, your name is Silk?
1: Right. So not even close to either of those other two names you just no. mentioned. How'd you get me to come home with you? Did you get me tacos and tequila? That's my kryptonite.
0: Um. How about I give her nothing? How about I give her a, 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 a French fry and that's it? Uh, Jenny Bravada, this movie, My Favorite Girlfriend. Give us your analysis on this one. It's rated PG-13. It's a romance comedy.
1: Okay, so this one, um, some people were concerned and upset with um, the the term multiple personality that's in the trailer. um, when he mentions (laughs) personalities and people were saying it's supposed to be called dissociative identity disorder now. And uh, people were freaking about that but uh <laughs> if was there, you address it in the movie so <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is going on here what is wrong with these people all right anyway continue i'm sorry
1: it's okay um <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. It kind of um almost felt a little like not not so much, but a little bit like Hallmarky or like it was like a cute, sweet movie. Um, Some people compared it to Fifty First Dates. Actually, I haven't seen that movie, so I can't say. Um, (laughs) 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 But um, (laughs) Uh, just I the fact that um, it starts off showing doing some quirky things that uh you find out later in the movie what's going on with him and then um when he meets her they have a first they have a nice time um yes. when they first meet and then she switches and <laughs> the first time they're in actually i believe uh, a restaurant and she goes to the bathroom comes back and has a different accent and <laughs> um, yes 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 doesn't know why she was there to begin with. She's leaving. She becomes a country and, uh, girl. Yeah. Yeah. He invites her to sit down. And they start talking, and he thought they were just role playing. He kind of went along. that was funny. Then at some point, he's kind of like, "Wait a minute! She's still going with this. Why are we? Why are we still going with this?" <laughs> yeah. But he goes too, and um, he kind of realizes, but doesn't make a huge deal of it. Mm. Uh, processing, but not like you know, calling her out on anything. And then he kind of uh realizes that he he likes all of the different personalities that he's meeting, and it's kind of adventurous <laughs> and uh, I love the idea of this because in maybe not in the way of um just for like mental health people, but in in general, just the concept of like you don't know what's gonna happen next because the character is constantly changing,
0: yes, <laughs> um, yes.
1: So that was fun to see you know see how it goes along and and what happens and they do address the fact you know that it's it's a serious thing some people were concerned saying this is going to be romanticizing mental health issues and i don't feel like that i i don't feel like uh you know i mean who knows maybe someone watched the movie and say they want to be with someone that has um you know, dissociative identity disorder, but um,
0: <laughs> that's going to be a very hard one to pull off in, in, in this in, in most normal societies. I'm sorry. Continue.
1: Um, while I was watching it, though, I was thinking from because uh, I have a degree in psychology, and I was trying to remember the things that I, the little bits I knew of. of um, of, it's called DID for dissociative identity disorder, uh-huh. and uh, thinking. There usually is some kind of—I mean, not—I can't say it was. There's sometimes a major trauma that causes people to get this kind of disorder. So I was kind of thinking, is that going to come up? Do that, you know? Do they go there and they kind of do um, go there a little dot into, uh, you know, what led her into that whole world? Right. Um, which I was happy that they touched upon that. Oh, I also like that his best friend is actually narrating the story. And I liked that because the best friend didn't agree with what he was doing most of the time. So the narration was kind of funny as it's going along.
0: <laughs> that is true. The friend there was a very important piece into this film. Completely. Yes. Continue. Um,
1: yeah, I, I enjoyed the different perspectives of how the friend is like, I want to get the hell out of there. I want to, you know, whatever he says. And then <laughs> you know, he's going straight straight into the situation.
0: Alright, so a an endorsement, a thumbs up from uh, Jenny Bravada on My Favorite Girlfriend out uh, on the 5th. And it's on uh, streaming platforms on the 9th, just a few days ago. Excellent. Very good. Excellent. There you go. Honestly, I think this is one of the worst scripts I have seen this year. It really <laughs> is an abomination. And I really say that because of the fact that it's supposed to be a romantic comedy. They took out all the romance... Uh, out of this movie and they made it into an analyzation and I felt bad for the poor guy Tyler Johnson throughout this entire movie where he's got to deal not only with the, the girl who's like have the multiple personalities but with the boss at, at work and he's driving up, up the wall they, they abuse him and you're getting stuff from left and right and I felt so bad for this guy that I really didn't at the end I didn't give a crap about the girl because she was just annoying to the to the utmost you know level it was that bad. Uh, yeah terrible script. I just think that they uh, they just made these these characters so hollow uh, devoid of any real emotion. it seems just so fake um, the way they just set the whole thing up these lines Bonnie Pisa uh, and and she did all these different personalities. I didn't buy any of them. yeah it was that bad. Uh, Johnson is okay. I give him a pass on that one. Uh, I think that none of them were convincing at all. Uh it just seemed like that she was acting the personalities out instead of being believable by themselves. She was just oh, it's just so many different grades of uh of non non-believability unfortunately in this movie. So I yeah, I saw that and I was like, "Bonnie Peace, wow, man. Oof, this, this this is just cringe. This is terrible." And and on top of that, except for uh his uh Tyler's friend, uh the, the guy who was at the bar, uh he he uh, everybody else was totally unlikable no nothing they didn't add anything to this movie and, and that's what really makes it sad because when you have exterior characters that don't add anything to the movie it just drags it down so it's just annoying the the whole situation I didn't see any romance really here I just saw a lot of hollow minds and hollow beings just acting out on on, on the small screen and really not getting uh, anything done. That was productive, so I give this movie a thumbs down on My Favorite Girlfriend, unfortunately. So we agree to disagree on that one. There you go. Did I tear into I that one?
1: People, um, the transitions of acting, I do agree with that part.
0: Oh, thank God. I, I appreciate that. Because people say, like, oh, come on, how can you be bashing this movie, Rob? Don't you have any kind of sensibility to it? Don't you have any sympathy? No, I'm sorry. In this case, no, I do not. Uh, case closed. And I'm sure a lot of other people will agree if they see this film. Like, what am I doing wasting my time on this movie? What? All right. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on. Uh, Our next film on Silver Screen Previews is The Return of Gemma Arterton and uh, James Norton in Rogue Agent. So Rogue Agent is, let's see, rated R. And it's in theaters, uh, limited release basis uh, today. It's a drama thriller. Directed by Declan Lawn, Adam Patterson, and it's uh, let's see the story of a career conman, Robert Fregard, who masquerades as a MI5 agent and fooled people into going into hiding, and the woman who fell for him. So this is a clip from Rogue Agent with Gemma Arterton and Mr. James Norton. I'm sorry that's, that's, the, that's like the only clip they had available I'm sorry Jenny <laughs> I couldn't show you anything else I'm sorry <laughs> the only clip available I'm sorry okay nice lighting yeah. nice motel Yeah, that's uh, Rogue Agent, a brand new film out uh, today, rated R. Uh, So you can catch that in a limited release. And also it is on iTunes for your home viewing pleasure. So, yeah, it's true. Completely true. That's the only clip they had available. I just had to to bite the lip there, Jenny. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. If I offended anybody out there with some sexual stuff. Uh, Jenny... Talk to me about uh, Rogue Agent. What did you think about this film? We both saw it. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so Rogue Agent, I don't know if anyone else will have this experience, but for some reason, the first 10 minutes of the movie, I don't know if I would say I felt stupid, but I, I had to rewatch it three times because I was like, they're talking about, they give like this, this um, I think it's a true statement about some agents in Europe spying on other, other people in different countries mm-hmm. and... I think it's like a flashback of the past, and uh, there's the scene where this guy is kind of hiring these people to work for the government and spy on people, I think they're in like a college type of situation, and then he tells them they have to leave suddenly, and I just, I don't know why I got so confused, <laughs> I think <laughs> I had in my mind what else was supposed to happen, and I kept, like, when I realized it wasn't what I thought it was going to yeah, I was like, wait, okay, I have to go back and watch this again. So that happened three times. And then I was like, I'm just going to keep going with this movie because. We're... And then right after that, it goes into like uh, present day or, you know, some more modern time. And, um, or maybe the whole thing was the same time. I don't know. No, I no, no. It was.
0: Uh, it, they, they went to an original time and then they jumped ahead eight years. That's how the timeline okay, goes. I, Continue. I,
1: like, Blaine did that. <laughs> but. Yes. Um, so oh, then the rest of the movie i was pretty much fine um also i guess the fact that he the um lead guy he goes by the name freeguard or he has several uh, aliases or changes his name a little bit yes. um in but freeguard is the main one i guess and um, Guard, he yes. so there's, there's this girl um alice archer and she is a like lawyer and she's very good at finding out um information about people to use in her case um you know against them and uh she's not she doesn't I she feels uncomfortable with the people at work or it's it's they're they uncomfortable people the way they treat her mm-hmm. and you really I think she gets a sense of enjoyment and fulfillment out of finding out these facts about people and and digging into things, Um, but work is kind of beating her down the way these people, mostly these men, are treating her at -hmm. work, and um, so she's on her way home after this, you know, guys didn't treat her right at work, and um, this free guard guy kind of bumps into her on the street, and he seems to know a little bit more information about her that would be like comfortable like you know she walks every day the same path where mm-hmm. she lives kind of like a little stalkerish but um and uh, he anyway anyway they end up going out um he's kind of very charming but she's also suspicious a little bit things are not a hundred percent adding up and she's kind of you know doubtful right, um, right, right. yeah
0: the
1: background kind of helps her in this way That's and true. um she ends up getting someone to do an investigate like a background check on this guy and they find out, they can't find out anything about him. They, he doesn't exist. So mm,
0: That's usually a red flag there, Jenny. <laughs> Things yeah, start happening, won. you know,
1: are a lot of flags at the same time. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so then she wants to find out more. Um, but at this point she, she had already kind of started to like him and felt like he was a safe person. And so, um, now that she finds out that she had forgotten, like she asked about the information, I think, and then she's telling the guy, No, you know, you don't have to tell me. Um, I, I already, you know, I know he's okay. And then he says, Well, and he tells her he doesn't really exist. So then she pursues re- researching him more. Um, but she still continues the relationship, just kind of like with the back of her mind, thinking, you know, what could be. Um, and okay I don't want to give away too much I, I oh, let's see what else I can do. at the same time there's some other plots going on um, you see this guy is visiting some girl and he's kind of doing this secret mission um, and he keeps uh, he he eventually tells Alice when she calls him out on some things that he is a secret agent and um, that's why he has like this cover job as a car you know luxury used car salesman and mm-hmm. um, and uh, he, he just kind of keeps tying in these stories into why he's acting the way he is acting. And um, I think I was also confused uh, as to if he was an agent because it's rogue agent, so it makes me think that he was an and then he, like, left or he went off the path of things. I was completely
0: clear on that. I was completely clear on whether or not he was or he wasn't. But I'm going to get into that later. Go ahead and continue.
1: So yeah, I was just, I guess, you know what, I have fallen for people in the past that have been liars. And I think I in the the movie watching it, I was like, this is why I've made bad choices.
0: (laughs) Jenny! How could this be happening to you?
1: I need to be more like Alice and not like the other girls in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, even watching it, I was like, hmm, I wonder what I would do. Oh, uh,
0: God. Wow. We just learned something. How terrible.
1: <laughs> it was great to see that. <laughs>
0: just
1: see wow. People's different ways of handling things.
0: Final <laughs> so, verdict.
1: My final verdict, I would give it a thumbs up.
0: All right, so thumbs up from Jenny Bravana on Rogue Agents. Obviously, a lot of stuff there. This movie, and you know what? I tell you what, Jenny. I've, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen a really good thriller. And this really works on different dimensions because of the acting ability of James Norton and Gemma Arterton, uh, who you remember from previous films. But the acting ability is there. It's just high level. And the way they acted out and the way they perform... Definitely adds and fuels this movie to what it should be and, and how it came out. Uh, it's well crafted because when you have the 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 character of the James Norton character being a con man, it really you know, he preys on women because he, he wants to take their money and he's not really he's not the agent. Yeah, he's 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 faking himself. He's faking the whole thing through. He's a con man. It just seems very cool, very suave when you present yourself as an MI5 agent. Yeah, but that's just a bunch of crap. He's a con man. Uh, he, he sold all these girls a bill of goods just to get the money. Uh, Norton is convincing in that character 100% with that suave and that swagger and that smile that he's got going on. And on top of that, Arterton uh, just comes up guns a She is fantastic here. She channels a lot of different emotional states which worked well to the development of her character uh, of Alice in, in this movie completely here so that's good the kidnapped girl also stands out she's very stoic there's one scene where she's lying on the bed and uh, James Norton's character is just you know wailing away doing something you know between two people and she is just like stoic robotic and I'm like wow that is a powerful scene very powerful the way he has control over her uh, in that life which was really really uh, traumatizing I'm sure for her as a character there uh, it's a bit too long. Maybe it could have been a little bit shorter. Just a little bit. But a fantastic twist and a fantastic third act. Uh, in totality, I give this uh, film a thumbs up for Rogue Agent. Very uh, very good uh, dramatic thriller. So check that one out. That's out on iTunes and in limited theater release. So check it out on your local listings near you. Excellent. So let's do a quick recap of this week's films on Silver Screen Previews. First, uh, Emily the Criminal... Jenny, your opinion quickly.
1: Um, I would say it was excellent acting. Um, it was a really interesting um, way to view like the, the moral of the situation and how she she didn't seem to care about the morals of it. She just cared about the end result and how she executed her um, her crimes. Uh, overall, I'd give it a thumbs up.
0: I agree. Also, thumbs up. I like the fact that Emily, the character of Emily, played by Aubrey Plaza, just was so dynamic, very gritty, went through a lot of different things here psychologically in order to pull off the role. And uh, yeah, it uh, it just resonates. It does very well here. So excellent job by Aubrey Plaza. Thumbs up. Our second film tonight on Silver Screen Previews was Day Shift. Jenny?
1: Uh, Day Shift was very funny, very gruesome. Uh, if you have any issues with things, guns, or violence, don't watch it. But Jamie Lee Foxx was funny. Snoop Dogg I thought was hilarious. Thumbs up from me.
0: Also another thumbs up from myself. Jamie Foxx is incredible. Uh, great to have him back on the, on the big screen. Uh, hilarious. This is just mindless... Uh, mindless fun with vampires and guns and explosions and body and blood and guts and gore. Everything you want as a uh, splatter for your viewing pleasure. Yeah, so definitely I give this one a thumbs up. So that's day shift. Our third film tonight on Silver Screen Previews was My Favorite Girlfriend, Jenny.
1: Uh, my Favorite Girlfriend. You know, I realized when you said that it's not really a rom-com. Um, that's why I liked it. <laughs> ah,
0: I interesting.
1: I I found that the void of the actual romance brought me happiness.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 wow, okay.
1: I, <laughs> um, yeah, the acting was not so believable, uh, but I found it enjoyable, so I'd give it a
0: thumbs up. All right, she so gives it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs down. I think this is one of the worst scripts of the year. It's just totally abominous. Uh, a waste of time, a waste of exterior characters. I felt bad for Tyler Johnson and Bonnie Peace's different multiple personalities. Just dragged this thing through the mud. Unfortunately, yeah, horrible film, one of the worst of the year for me. Uh, I give uh, my favorite girlfriend a thumbs down. Thumbs down. And our fourth and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews was Rogue Agent Jenny. Rogue Agent um, was
1: extremely enjoyable. I almost felt like I was watching true crime drama. Um, It also reminded me of True Lies, that movie, a little bit, the element of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis when she kind of fell into believing the guy who said he worked for the FBI just because she wanted excitement. Um,
0: (laughs) Yes, good point. Very good point, actually, yes.
1: Yeah, I was kind of comparing that in my mind. Um, But it's definitely more intense. The acting was phenomenal. I'd give it a big thumbs up.
0: Uh, Big thumbs up. I also gave it a thumbs up based on the fact that Gemma Arterton's character and uh, also uh, James Norton's character were fantastic in execution of the plot and the whole story. Uh, I just thought that they uh, came to town on every single aspect of the movie, so I really was was excited about that. Uh, So definitely a thumbs up for that one. Jenny Bravada, please give us your social media coordinates before we bounce on out of here. So um,
1: Instagram is Jenny (laughs) Bravada. simple. And, um, my IG, if you wanted to check that out, you can Google me or just go to, um, not IG, my, um, IMDB (laughs) is Jenny, uh, Michelle Bravada.
0: Excellent. So we will catch you uh, in the future again. Once again, uh, Jenny, hope to have you back on the show. Thank you so much for joining us and your expert opinion. Very good. Excellent job. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Excellent. Uh, Programming note, folks. Tomorrow night, we return back on the airwaves with Splatter Vision. Four horror films that you have not seen and that are brand new in the past month. So we're going to check out those films tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, right here on Splatter Vision on Silver Screen Preview. So join myself and my co-host, Jackie Tube as we knock down these four splatter films right here on this program. So uh, on behalf of Jenny Bravada, I'm Rob Martin. Until next Friday, the balcony is closed. Have a great night, everybody, and a great weekend. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now.